0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another Emerald City Hockey post game live as the Kraken stay alive, pick up another two points, hanging in there in the wild card race. And oh my gosh, I love just looking into chat, and it's just a sea of grooves. Oh, it's so fantastic. What a job from Grubauer tonight! Uh, another great game from him, and then, yeah, another great performance in the shootout to help the Kraken secure the two points tonight, two desperately needed points uh, for them to, to stay in this one, huh? Afra, yes, so good stuff there. Can't wait to get into it, talk about the game with everybody. Of course, RJ will be joining us in just a little while, and of course, got to thank the sponsor Flatstick Pub for sponsoring this post game live as well as all of the post game lives. That this year. They're going to be in it right till the end with us, everybody. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, all right. So this one, I mean, I, the groove, right? Like like that's where we got to start. I mean, Grubauer was fantastic tonight. Uh, came up with some big time saves, huge save in overtime on the breakaway with DeBrusque, right? Like that was fantastic. Um, and then just in the shootout, I mean, he's just been automatic in the shootout lately. It's kind of interesting, right? Like, like, you know, it's where Joey tends to struggle. Gru, Gru picks up the slack there. Um, maybe in the future, if, if the game's Joey's in, we go to a shootout. Maybe we need to switch him out and put in Gru for the shootouts. Um, but Bauer's just been fantastic. And then Yams. I, I see that in here, like Randall uh, talking about Yams, Julia he's also automatic in the shootout right like he has been the guy this year the go-to shooter for the kraken when we get into shootout territory and it's working i mean he's absolutely getting it done so really happy about that i mean like i said it's just this is just a big two points kraken needed this one they they really really needed this one and we got it so really happy about that oh man and i like i said i just like seeing everybody excited in chat Oh, it's so much fun. So much fun. Tammy, such a fun game. Boston must just hate us. uh. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, they've taken, taken a bunch from them. I guess we gave them a point or really the refs kind of gave them a point tonight with the, with the, uh, the tripping call, the kind of phantom tripping call with five minutes left on pasta there. Um, but yes, if, if you're a Boston Bruins fan, I got to imagine Kraken are not your favorite team right now. Just. You know, second favorite team, I guess. You'd be a Bruins fan first. <laughs> Dexter, third was the best period of hockey they've played in a while besides the terrible tripping call. Yeah, I mean, it is, like I said, this is a phantom call, but <laughs> there's, there's no real way around that. It's just what it was. Gregory, though, with the super chat. Here we go, Afro. Thanks for thanks you for that. Uh, Gregory, lemon lime, Gatorade time, bay, bay. ebbs staying red hot, yams with the clutch goal. Groove! Oh man. Oh, so good, Gregory. This one was just a, a great win all the way around. And yes, Ebb staying red hot, Dunn staying red hot. Both guys back to back to back games. Three three goal games, you know, three-game goal streak for, for two players on this team right now. Um, playing fantastic. Yeah, Eb's got a little bit of help on that one from Allmark. Just airmailing it right into him um but still i mean it's just great stuff from from them he ends with the clutch goal, goal and i will i will grew every time i see it right now and then sean with the super chat fantastic effort for the vast majority of the game grew was phenomenal it is so great having good goaltending i know who would have thunk the kraken here right surviving because of their goaltending from two different goaltenders, right? Like just both goaltenders playing fantastic. Um, this you know, has not been the case through the vast majority of Kraken history. That hasn't really been the the thing, but here we are. And then yeah, fantastic effort. There was a lot of times where this game was maybe getting away from the Kraken a little bit. Uh Boston was taking over. There were certainly times like that uh throughout this one thinking you know, the first half of the first period was rough start for the Kraken. I mean, they sat at one shot on goal for a very, very long time. Um, And some other dead stretches, second half of the second period, pretty dead for them as well. But Kraken hung in there. They kept the game close. They made sure they kept it close. And then they were able to, you know, get the goals when they could and uh, and eventually walk away with the two points. So, It's it's the kind of effort that the Kraken have needed and they found a way to get it done in this one chip with the huge super chat here. Thank you very much, Chip. Really appreciate that. Where are the Gru haters now? I needed this outcome so much and I wouldn't have bet on it given how the first period went. Uh, The Borgen Bjorky tip in was pure art and the Gru glove save on the post was chef's kiss. Let's go, baby. Let's go cracking, baby. Yeah, I mean, there was there's was a lot of stuff in in this one. I mean, the Borgen Bjorky tip in was fantastic, right? Like that, that whole sequence. What a job by Oliver Bjorkstrand feet in the air, not on the ice. He is jumping in the air, able to make the the beautiful tip, right? Send that one home. Great job from Borgen too. like calling for that, get, getting it, getting the shot off and everything. I love that one. I love the other goal, the Vince Dunn goal too a lot, right? Good face-off win from Yanni Gord. Andre Burakovsky, who had another heck of a game. I mean, again, he's just so snake-bitten Whatever he gets an opportunity to shoot. But what I love is he's he's got the puck. He's starting to circle. He works himself into the slot. He could absolutely take a shot from there and it would be a pretty good shot. And instead he sees Vince Dunn circle in, he just tees it up for Vince Dunn perfectly. And Vince done's able to put it home. Uh, and then with the thanks in part to the Yanni Gord after winning the faceoff, going over, getting the moving screen at the perfect time. I mean, both of those plays were just really, really special. Uh, and then Grubauer, yes, he had to make some big saves in this one. And, uh, not just in the shootout not just the 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 breakaway in overtime but grubauer really stood tall in net all throughout this one for the crack and it was really really good stuff there uh i'm with you chip and again thank you for the big super chat light with super chat Gru hasn't let in a shootout goal since that islander shootout game before he got hurt let that sink in after last season lol i'm he's He's the man in shootouts. Like I said, anytime crack can go to a shootout, God got put Grubauer in net. He is just the guy. Like, he's the guy. Uh, you know, I think Ohio State was trying to uh, copyright that. So, the. the we'll, legally, for reasons, we'll stay with that. Uh, Riley with the super chat here. Bounce back game we needed, I truly feel, for Berkey. It's unreal. I mean, he had that that great one where he, he pulls the puck in, he goes around the guy, he's going around, he's trying to outweigh Olmark. Uh, Just gets stick lifted, ends up going in upside down into the boards. A little bit later, like I said, he had the overtime opportunity, too, uh, where he just wasn't quite able to make it go. It's it is unreal. It is very it's, it's so unreal that he's just not not quite able to to oh man to, to get one to go I don't know what it is I'm trying to think like like that's why I'm like stumbling here I'm I'm really trying to think if if I can remember because like we we went through this you know with Squay year one we went through this with Bjorkstrand last year but it it's still like I don't know what is, is this just a cracking curse they're just always gonna have somebody who just for whatever reason just goes through it a whole year only being able to score like three goals like, is this just what we are? Is this is this the 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 fate of of joining the Kraken? Is somebody each year is just has to be the one and they just can't score? I don't know. And then Patrick with the super chat here, uh followed by an um oops, and I'm on the way to Flatstick. Join me. So everybody, if you want to go and uh, you know play some mini golf and, and hang out, uh Patrick will be on his way to Flatstick pub so awesome stuff and thanks for the super chat there uh even if it was inadvertent patrick <laughs> appreciate it and then light with the super chat also for all those people from december asking if we were as bad as the inaugural year we just passed that season's point total so worry no more lmao it took us this long though oh man that's all right though there's still you know 20 something games left um so yes we are we are officially not as bad As as season one, we did it. We did it. Pop the champagne. We got there. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, love that. Um, Natty looked like Berkey stayed on the bench while the boys celebrated the win on the ice. Really? That would be surprising. Unless maybe he was, you know, getting something worked on, something like that. I don't know. Uh, B shootout win, baby. I will gladly take those two points. Two and o against Boston this season. Again, that's a it's a pretty good it's a pretty good accomplishment there from them. Uh and, you know, Lindsay get the brooms out because it's a, a sweeping season. I know. I mean, like, they're a really good team. Obviously, they set the the new bark, the new mark for best regular season team last year. This year, they're no slouch either. Um, really good stuff there. Steven Grew was outstanding. The boys started slow, but as the game went on, they looked like a team that needed to win this game. I really like that about this team because they needed to kind of show that, that they had that ability to really stay hungry late in a game, fight for it, scrape, claw, whatever they needed to do to get a win that's been something that's been missing from this team through a lot of the year. And they had that on display tonight through the end of the, uh, the end of the third period, really through all of the third period into overtime, into the shootout. They needed to just look like a team that, that really wanted to win, right? Like that's like, I guess like simple terms, that's what's been missing through a lot of this season. We've talked about the lack of full 60 minute efforts. There was issues tonight, whatever, but this game, this was a game that they were able to keep close, put themselves in a position where they could go out there and get a win. And then they went out there and they got the win. They made sure they could do it. They looked like they wanted it. And I think that was a big deal. I think if you go back to the Vancouver game, that's that same desire was there. Hopefully, this is the start of like a trend. Those two games. And the Minnesota thing was just like a weird blip that we can forget about soon. Um, because that's what this team is gonna need to play like really night in, night out to, to hopefully make up. Uh, the room in the standings that they need to make up because I'm pulling up the standings right now. With that win to bring the Kraken up to 61 points, uh, they're they're back to being only five back of Nashville in that second wild card spot. Kraken do have a game in hand on Nashville, um, so there is that. So it's you know, it's still not great but it's a lot better than if they had lost this game. If they had lost this game, I think we were, you know, stick a fork in them. They're done territory, Uh, but they were able to get this win. that's huge chip with another super chat here. I wanted to bring up the no goal call. That was huge for us. And it felt good seeing it not happen to us. Definitely changed the momentum a bit. Yes. It was a fantastic uh, challenge from Dave Hackstall. Great. You know, good job by the refs taking it back. I thought the, um, if you watch the root sports broadcast. I thought both Nick and JT did a fantastic job of breaking that one down and explaining why they didn't think it was going to end up counting. And of course, it didn't end up counting. But yeah, I mean that would have been huge because if Boston uses that, they go up 3-2. And because we challenged it and we would have lost the challenge, they get a power play right after that. And at that point, that is say goodbye to any momentum in this game. It's gone. You've you've given it to Boston entirely. But Video coaches, coaching staff, Hackstall all on the bench, right? Everybody knew what they needed to do there and they were able to get it done. So really helped, really, really good call from them. And uh, yeah, it was able to keep them in it. You know, it's it's you're able to reset after after something like that and um, get after it. And of course, Kraken are able to score next and and take a lead uh, lights with the super chat. I feel like the current line combo is going to help Berkey score way more and Bjorky looked great with Wenny and Schwartz. The line mixer worked 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, it, it did feel like it Berkey being with Yanni Gord and Ellie Tolvan and kind of helped wake up that line a little bit. It gave them a little juice that they needed. They've been a, a little lackluster. I guess, uh, you know, just the, the last couple of games, it felt like the magic had kind of gone. Uh, so I like that. And then Bjorkstrand this year has just played fantastic with whoever he plays with. Like, it's just, <laughs> that's just the way he goes right now. And I really like that. So yeah, he's, he's doing good. Um, hopefully the Kraken are able to start to get more scoring from, from more than just the top line, right? Can't rely on Jordan Eberley uh, getting fun bounces forever. Can't rely on Vince Dunn scoring, forever uh the kraken we're going to need some other lines to step up and i'm with you light i think this this might be the way to get that to happen here Uh got riddler much needed win that was huge for sure and my my shattered nerves i know this this was a heck of a nerves game for sure b shootouts always do bad things for my blood pressure but god are they exciting they definitely are julia i was yelling so much of the shootout i scared my dog Lol. oh no um varen three shootout wins will wonders never cease i know like again this this time this team who who would have thought who would have thought this team would be capable of this right we'd have goaltenders with above 900 save percentages and we're winning in shootouts like the world's upside down oh i love it though i, I really really like it uh and then leo longtime listener first time live audience sir hey welcome leo she's that game had it all it really did it really did it even had people throwing hats for a hat trick that didn't happen i mean that It really had it all (laughs) you are on there uh sam finally a shootout dub that's not against the islanders also sweeping the season series against boston not too shabby not too shabby indeed nick at least i wasn't alone with being a in a kraken bruins fan uh being a kraken bruins fan in section 20 a bunch of yellow in that crowd i was part of the problem wearing a pasta jersey nick what are you doing what are you doing oh come on um I mean, you got two goals out of it. I hope you're happy. Uh, Milo, Philip Grubauer, that's the whole message. Absolutely, Milo. don't even need to say more could just wrap up chat now rj could just come into the empty room later just see all the grooves uh he'd know uh Lindsay, regarding your fantasy playoff opponent's path to winning the cup from the deep dive agree with vancouver vegas colorado but want boston in the cup final because can you imagine how much fun that would be it would be fun but it would just be a sweep for us Lindsay. i mean we would just roll right over them clearly uh after the after the two games we played them this month or whatever i could even have no chance um which I guess would be fun. It would be fun, but I feel like not as fun if we beat the Leafs Uh, and check out the deep dive. Everybody. If you want to know what the heck we're talking about, uh, Coop, my Maddie super fandom cannot handle the mood swings of a disgusting toe drag top shelf. OT game winner against the reigning Vesna hitting the crossbar. That was about to be a career highlight. I'm crying. I thought he had that. I'm with you. Coop that, Oh my gosh, that play was insane. I so thought he had that. I so thought he had that. Oh, I'm so mad that he didn't. Oh, so close. So close. Uh, super chat here from Jessica. F love playing Boston. I think we are all with you, Jessica. Absolutely. Oh man. Good, good stuff there. Thank you for the super chat. Thank everybody for the super chats. Really appreciate it. Um, let's see. Uh, Coop, I've gone from thinking Berkey might just stink to truly being convinced he is cursed. Guy can't buy a goal. It's wild. I'm telling you, it is the curse. This is just the the Donskoy, Bjorkstrand, Berkey, you know, insert whatever player year four it's going to be. That's just what this is. That's just what this is, unfortunately. But that's the way it is. I mean, just like with Donskoy year one, just like with Bjorkstrand last year, Berkey's been playing well. I'm telling you, he's been playing well. RJ's been saying it. I've been saying it. He's been playing well. He's just cursed. And and yes, I mean this game really. There's just no way to 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 say anything else. Just it it just is. Um, B Berkey needs to consult some curse breaking professionals at this point. It's wild. I'm telling you, it's so it's so true. Um, Rebecca Berkey was so close to getting that OT winner. He was. I mean, he had it. Omar wasn't going to be there. He had the net. If It just, I don't know if it bounced on him. What caused the kind of whiff there, but geez. And then uh, not as close as Maddie though. Yeah. The Maddie one. I mean, he beat, beat him straight up. Uh, oh, RJ and chat. letting us know. Yamamoto, Davy Jones hat. Interesting. I like that though. I like that though. I, I could have seen, I like, did Berkey have it last. Mm, he might have so he couldn't give it to Berkey but uh Gru would have been a good call for this one I don't know the shootout but yeah I guess Yam's getting the the game-winning goal there in in the shootout makes sense makes sense uh B Gru's double save one after the other on Marshan crazy the pad save was good but then the glove he's dialed in right now and it's incredible I really think just based on the last couple games that we've seen from the two of them I think Grubauer is going to be the guy moving forward down the stretch here. I, I just think that, you know, Joey absolutely did his thing. Again, he was so phenomenal for the Kraken. He's the reason the Kraken were able to be in the spot where they can still be competing for a playoff spot, right? If Joey doesn't come in and do, do what he does uh, and what he did. There's just, there's no way the Kraken are even in the playoff conversation. Um, so, but he played a lot of hockey. It looks like it's kind of taken its toll on him. Grubauer's back. He looks dialed in, like you say, B. I, I think this is going to be Grubauer's team for the next little bit here just because, um, you know, it's it's where they're both at. When you've got two goaltenders that you can kind of juggle and manage, that's the way you go. You ride the hot hand, and I think right now Grubauer's showing that he is the hot goaltender right now for the Seattle Kraken. Um, Let's see. Um. Tammy, time for my periodic shout out to Steve Briere. Yes, yes, yes. Good, good. We haven't had one in a little while, Tammy. Glad to have one back in here. Love it. Um let's see. Milo, three stars. Pasta, Yamo, Bjorki, in order. Groovy robbed. Yes. Grubauer should have absolutely been in that three star conversation with those other two guys. Should have been pasta, yams, and groovy, in my opinion. I, I think I would have done that. Um let's see. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Uh, Thought the Kraken had a lot of OTLs. Bruins now have 14. Was thinking all day this could be an overtime win from Daniel. I I guess we should have known that this game was destined for overtime, right? I mean, like, I'm I'm looking. The Islanders, the only other team in that conversation with 11 or more OTLs this season uh with the Kraken and the Bruins there. So yeah, I guess we should have just known all along. That would have saved me a lot of worrying, Daniel, if you if you'd let me know ahead of time. <laughs> Love it. Um oh man, good stuff. Jonathan, that was a crazy game it was. Sean, what a roller coaster ride. We are on right now. We are. I mean, we're just every every game it's just going to be like this the rest of the way and especially if the kraken are going to play like this where they're playing like i said with that will to win that desire to win that ability to just go out there and scrape and claw and find a way to get it done and push a game to overtime and find a way to get it done in the shootout all that kind of stuff like this is going to be a ride just get ready everybody um Demir's Berkey could have had three or four goals. It's like in baseball when a guy just hits 104 uh, mile an hour line drives right to the fielders. It is. It's very similar to in baseball when a guy just can't buy a hit. He's doing everything right. Right. Like the exit velocity's there. Like you say, right angles, all that kind of stuff is good. Uh, just for whatever reason, just the, the luck factor is just killing him. It's just killing him. Uh, then Nicole one for five on the power play, though. Yes. Yes, they were one for five, and the one that they scored was, you know, not something you can count on. It's not even really something the Kraken did, I guess. Good on Jordan Everly for kind of going down the middle there, and and at least being in a spot so that if something disastrous for the bruins was to happen he could be there to capitalize on it which he did so i will give you know a nod to jordan eberley for the situational awareness and all that kind of stuff um but yes i mean this could have easily been an over 5 power play game for the kraken still need to work on stuff there it's still it's the zone entries oh my gosh it kills them you get if you can get a clear against the kraken while the kraken are on a power play you're you're set You don't even need to do anything after that. You just, you just set. They need to figure that one out. They figure that one out. They're, they're, they're set. They're, they're going to be able to, to make up a lot of ground in the standings. I really do believe that. And especially if the Kings just keep losing. I mean, it's only because the Kings still have multiple games kind of in hand on a lot of other teams. Um, But uh, I really do think both wildcard spots are more in play. Hopefully the Kraken are able to string a couple together here um let's see uh hoping berkey isn't hurt looked like there was a scuffle on the ground during overtime broadcast didn't get a good view of what happened but he was slow back to the bench oh no oh no say it ain't so Ugh that would be that would really suck again cuz he's been playing really well he's he's really turned things around he's just been cursed um but yeah uh, that would really really suck if that was the case and i guess we would find out obviously we're going to find out tonight we'll see if they practice tomorrow it's possible we won't hear anything about it until wednesday uh just being realistic with given how this team goes um Oh, I don't even want to think about that, though. Uh, Daniel, I swear the Kraken are undefeated when we wildly get outshot in the first period. They do tend to wake up if they drop the first period. The Kraken do wake up. So as long as it doesn't get too bad after the first period, you know, if they can survive it. OK, they can they, they can find a way back. And that's that has been nice about this team um uh, i don't think i read it but i saw Lindsay with the rip mccann's point streak true but again get the get the vince dunn and the jordan eberley three game goal streak going i mean that's pretty good that's pretty good uh uh viren sorry not sorry geeks love it um oh good stuff uh daniel geeky did some pretty uh did something pretty jerky towards my daughter at practice last year karma's Ooh, wasn't expected that Daniel. Ooh, um, Rebecca done. Also mentioned they've been having a lot of private conversations between defensemen, special teams, et cetera, about how important these games are down the stretch. Yeah. I think the whole team has, I think they really know that they need to, you know, come in here and kind of buckle down and, and, get things going so um that's and it's the sense that i've gotten from them right even back during the big losing streaks and everything right like just the messaging whether it was canner whether it was alexiak um those guys are the first two that come to mind but there were some other guys saying stuff too. Jaden schwartz jordan Eberly. but you really did get the feeling that yes they knew it was kind of on them to try to figure things out here right they were giving they were being given the tools to succeed from everybody around them front office team uh coaching staff you know trainers all that stuff and they knew that they they just needed to kind of i don't want to say pull it together but be consistent Right, have the discipline, be consistent, stay focused, all of that kind of stuff, and so I do think if they are having those conversations, they are having those meetings. One, it wouldn't surprise me, just given how different this team's looked two of the last three games, and um, and I do I do think that that is realistically what they needed um sam if the kraken lost i was about to badger you guys for constantly posting these stats when trailing in the third period and spreading the bad mojo thankfully that wasn't the case yes the whole definitely thanks 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 uh good good stuff there um super chat here uh from kraken score let's pour one out for all the bruins fans who tossed their hats on a non-hat trick absolutely i mean Earlier we said it, right? This game had everything including that. Not often that you you see all the hats go raining down for a hat trick that uh, doesn't exist. Uh, but that was the case tonight. And look, to be fair to them, tough call to see. But I would always wait to make sure that the player is the first one to go to the bench because Charlie Coyle celebrated like he got the goal and then he went to the bench and the Bruins all acted like he had the goal. I would have waited for that uh, personally before tossing my hat on the ice and So, you know, learning lesson for everybody, right? I I think that's good. I think that's good. Um, Paul, how's it going? Paul, hope you're doing well. Uh, We took a family friend to her second live cracking game tonight. Her first game was an overtime loss. She was totally thrilled. That shootout was so exciting. Big smiles all around. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That is fantastic, Paul. Hope everybody had a good time. uh, Who was able to go? I know it sounds like you and your group did. Lindsay, so glad we denied David Carbohydrate the hat trick i love that should be his new nickname go add it to hockey reference put it in there put it in there alongside pasta david cargo hydrate and you know i mean should be my favorite player with that name for those of you who know my eating habits that he should be my favorite player now i guess (laughs) oh man oh man what a win what a good freaking game tonight from railway absolutely for sure. Uh, Kylie just got home. Let's go. Season sweep, baby. That was such a fun game. My first hat trick, even if it was on Boston. shootout win in person. Uh, first almost hat trick, I guess. <laughs> was, wasn't quite able to get the hat trick. But uh, glad you got to see the shootout win in person. Glad you got to see the dub. Got, glad you got to be there for the homestand part of the season sweep. Really good stuff there, Kylie. Happy for you. Julia McCann had it. Berkey had it after the last Boston game. Uh, for the hat there. Yes, that is right. You aren't going to go back to Berkey so soon. Uh, I think Yams is a good one for it. Um, Let's see, Michael. Okay, cool. Your jets. Groovy has played like three games after his injury and his performance isn't much better than Joey's. It's I would argue it's been a lot better, like numbers wise, it might not be better. But keep in mind um, in the Vancouver game, right? Like those were two goals that no goaltender was going to stop right? But otherwise, Grubauer was fantastic. He made all the saves he needed to, all the saves he could conceivably save. Um, so I, I think Grubauer has pretty substantially outplayed Joey the last two weeks. I, I've, I totally, I would stake my reputation on that. I would absolutely say that. Joey, the last two games I've said it feel like the worst two games of Joey, like back, like I've said that through both of them. Um, so I know that the numbers might not look too dissimilar from each other over their last couple starts um but certainly when you when you look at the tape and stuff grubauer is is outplaying joey right now um not not like just trying to like come at you michael but i i really do feel that way um light with the super chat here maddie didn't get a point but i thought he played super well tonight especially in overtime where he was an inch from scoring i truly believe he is back uh it's been a little while like for this right Maddie's been playing really well there's a reason why McCann had the point streak Everly's gotten going I mean Maddie has done a lot to help provide some time and space for those guys been talking about it a long time right what's one of the ways we can get Maddie Beneers going I've been saying this all season long Get him moving around in the offensive zone. He likes to move around in the offensive zone. He's like to going all the way back to his career at Michigan, going back to him at World Juniors, all of that stuff. He loves to kind of go around the world in the offensive zone and do things that way. And there are several of these games where Jordan Everly's getting goals or Jared McCann's getting a goal or, a, or an assist or something. And Maddie's not a part of that equation. He's not getting points, but. Batty Beniers has been going to the net a lot more. He's been cycling in and around the net. He's been going behind the net. He's been focused. He's been drawing the attention of defenders a lot. And then if he's up high in the zone, he's been drawing the attention of center. So they're having to play a little up and all of a sudden the Kraken can maybe get a mismatch down low in and around the crease. And so Matty Beneers has really, really helped get his line mates going here, help them generate offense, even though he hasn't been able to pick up the points. It would be great if he was able to pick up these points because it would just make the season not look as bad on paper as it otherwise does for him offensively. But Matty Beneers has been a different player since that East Coast swing. I know he had the points on the East Coast swing and he hasn't had them really since they've come home, but the play has still been there in the offensive zone and it's it's a, a big part of the reason why we are seeing his line mates a lot more successful here during this homestand. It has been the play of Maddie Bennears. So yeah, he has been playing uh, very, very well, very, very well. Um, let's see. Yams is three for four this year. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I love it. I love having somebody good for the shootout. We've got to bring Yams back next year, just for the shootout. Just need to make sure we have him in the shootout for sure. Um, Let's see, uh, Chip. I really hope Joey still sees a uh, play after this. My faith may have faltered a little bit after Saturday, but I'm still his biggest fan. Uh, and Michael, Joey has played so many minutes since started December run. Dude has got to be exhausted. Zero reason to lose faith in Joey. They just need to rest the poor guy. Absolutely. Like I, I'm I'm totally there. Joey's still going to see play. You might still see every third game. Um, but for right now, he needs to rest up. He, 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 he put in so he did so much. Like, again, I'm not doesn't take away anything that he did that I'm saying that Gru's kind of the guy now for a little while. But, you know, Gru doesn't have as many miles on his body from this season. He's a lot fresher. Uh, He's 100 percent healthy. He's proven that now he's sharp. He's dialed in and Joey is tired. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's just the way it is. Joey did something that very few goaltenders could ever be asked to do much less, you know, perform as well as he did. And so, you know, again, all the props in the world to Joey Decord for what he was able to do. But right now I think it's time for, for him to, you know, get a little bit of a break, reset a little rest up, just, you know, dial back in all that kind of good stuff. Um, B Joey's season numbers are still amazing. He just needs a longer break to rest. Let grew take the majority of the games for a bit. Then they can run more, even split hopefully. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll see how things keep going right if you get closer to playoff time you're going to want to enter the postseason with a definitive guy but it's a long ways off and there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen before we can get there so for now though I just think we're going to see a lot more of Philip Grubauer uh Gabrielle uh I love a win but goodness why can't we defend to the third when we're ahead to save our lives I mean the refs didn't help us with this one but yes Pressures on in that situation you got to find a way uh to make it happen i mean the pk did fantastic i think there was eight seconds left in that power play uh before they were able to get that one and you know what it was just a it was it was just it was a tip like it was a it was a good good bounce for them tough tough play oh tough tough play um let's see uh, Shay, any additional comments on the overturned goal? Bruins fans are hella salty. Uh, no, I mean it was the right call, right? I give you Sean right underneath it. Like that's just that's just the way it goes like you can't run into the goaltender and then put it past him. Like, I don't know. Um, I agree with what they said on the broadcast. If it had gone in as part of the initial motion of of geeky going in against grew uh, and the momentum of the puck just kind of kept going, or he was sticking with the same play, maybe like, like the, you know, the, the motion of his stick on that initial shot was still going when he made contact with Grubauer. I think you call that a goal. Uh, I think that's a goal, but, after contacts made Grubauer is already down Grubauer is incapable of making a save because of unprovoked contact from geeky, right? Geeky was not pushed into him at all. Um, Geeky then can't make a secondary play on the puck there when Grubauer has now been taken out of the play. That's where it becomes goaltender interference for me. I very much agree with the with the boys on the broadcast about that one, JT and Nick, uh, as they were talking about it. I think if it was all off of that first initial shot from Geeky, I think that goal stands. But the fact that it was off of a second attempt at it um while after after he'd already swept grubauer's legs i think that's when you just kind of draw the line you just go yeah that that can't happen um let's see uh koop olmark did a legit full rollover windmill during that power play looked like an interpretive dance move it was a big that was like big i was like did he need to do all that did he need to do all that I don't know, but he he did, and it it did look kind of good. I'm not going to lie. It did look kind of good. Sam, thankfully, the false hat trick uh, spread enough bad mojo to overpower RJ's jinxing powers. Also going to be blunt here. Pasta is overrated. The food, not the player. Sam, you're wrong. I'm just going to say it. You're wrong. (laughs) Somebody who only survived on pasta growing up. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> What's the projected point totals needed for wild card two? From Jake, that's a good question. I haven't seen uh, something recent. Daniel saying around 90. It's been about that for a while now. I, I'm pretty sure it's been about that still, just because it's not like any of these teams have really tried to seize the opportunity, including the Kings up top. I mean, nobody's really trying to run away with this at all. It's kind of strange. Everybody just wants to make it as close as possible, I guess, for the entertainment value um let's see uh I, yeah michael i see your point but i still think the sample size is way too small to come to any clear conclusions yet i agreed agreed like this is just going off of feeling and vibes and and yeah small sample sizes and just having to go by gut feel it's all any coach can do when run with goaltenders really um let's see and and i think your other comments here nothing against either guy i just think hack needs to stop burning through his hot goalies this has been talked about, right? We we know this from last year with Martin Jones and then this year with Joey. I will say complicating both of those two things were Philip Grubauer being injured, right? That's what led to the Martin Jones, you know, extended usage streak. That's what led to Joey Decord's extended usage streak. So uh, it's not it hasn't entirely been on hack to, to be fair to him. Um, but I also see where you're coming from, because there's been times since where Grubauer has been healthy, that they could have been working him in more uh, and, and helping out Joey. And they haven't. Uh, so there. I, I How is that for, for giving both sides, everybody? Uh, John, I would have been so mad if we lost that game. It came down to that awful tripping call would have been really rough. I know some people would have said probably, you know, the first the the Eberle power play goal the penalty that was called for that was very very soft and so you could like argue it's like a makeup and whatever but it was it was just such a non call right like I I get it like the he, Pasta is maybe already going down I know that's what the guys on the broadcast thought I think he he hadn't really lost his edge until their skate blades touch. Like their skate blades make contact, and I think that's what causes Pasta to lose an edge. But that's like incidental contact. Like you, you don't call that as tripping, ever, right? Like that's not something refs do. That's just what happens sometimes. Um, so I, you know, yes, did he, did he get, you know, tripped up a little bit because of that? Yes, was it tripping? No. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was a it was a really rough call there. Really rough call. So I, I don't know. Um, Bruins have said they will continue the sway Mark rotation in the playoffs if we make it who would you have start it's interesting that they would continue that into the playoffs Julia I hadn't heard that that's that's a very like gutsy kind of call there uh, from somebody if we make it though who would you have start I mean I would go based on who's playing well you know 20 games from now who looks like the hot goaltender right now it's Philip Grubauer for me but why don't we go ahead and get uh, RJ's opinion here RJ should the Kraken make the playoffs what goaltender should start
1: well, you know, I-, I did hear the tail end of your answer, and I, I kind of like that answer, basically. Whoever seems like the hot hand at the time, I mean, that's what they've had success with really forever, right, is just riding the hot hand. You know that's what Hacksaw's going to do. So I think at this point it might be likelier it's Philip Brubauer, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's playing fantastic right now, RJ. He looks great, especially in shootouts. And then we've got this Yams guy who's automatic in the shootout, three for four this year. Uh, I mean, this this team, they they're pulling it together here, man.
1: They are. I mean, they've shown they can beat anybody, right? It's it's just a matter of doing it consistently. I think we'll we'll know a lot more after the next game against Pittsburgh. But they've had these impressive games now against Boston, against Vancouver, uh, against Boston again recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they can beat anybody when they play like this.
0: Yeah, no, I just, I love to see it. I'm, I'm hoping that more and more of that Minnesota game will just be like some weird one-off, just whatever happened and we can just ignore it and forget it and move forward. Uh Paul here with the super chat though. Joey's still a big part of our team. Like you said, if Joey doesn't have the run he went on, we wouldn't even be hoping for any wild card. Yes. As you can kind of guess RJ uh based on the limited stuff you've heard, we've been talking about the goaltending situation, everything. And, and yeah, I mean, again, just, just cause I think right now I was saying RJ, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of Gru moving forward here just because Joey looks like he needs a rest but again doesn't take away from all the great accomplishments and work he put in for the team when they really needed him
1: right I mean if not for Joey we're talking about draft lottery odds right now but instead we're talking about a wild card race Um, and you know this is no secret right you need two goalies in the NHL over the course of a season you need a lot of both goalies to win it just you know hasn't been the most even distribution but at a certain point, Grubauer was going to have to play, you know, 30 or so games, right? That's just how it has to be. And uh, right now he's getting the chance to do that. He's stepping up.
0: Yep, definitely. Uh, Kylie, oh, oh, lol, just saw it was a fake hat trick. Had no idea in person. All those Boston fans lost their hats for no reason. What was it like, RJ, to be at a hat trick that didn't happen?
1: Well, I thought it was a hat trick at first. I mean, mostly because it was, you know, we saw Pasternak, Pasternak on the far side. and I'm like, oh, Pasternak, far side. There he is. Pass goes right to him. He shoots it, goes in. I just figured, okay, well, that's what it is. It wasn't until I saw the replay much later, after I even tweeted something about it, that I realized it wasn't his. Um, But yeah, lots of hats hit the ice. There were a ton of Bruins fans here, uh, including a friend or two who said that, actually, both of them said they threw their hat uh, onto the ice and lost their hat for a a non-hat
0: trick. Yep, you gotta gotta wait and see who goes to the bench first. Coil went to the bench first. Yep. That's the tell. that's the tell. Especially on a hat trick goal. That's the tell. Yeah. Um, Leo, by the way, Wenberg had the third most time on ice behind only McAvoy and Dunn. Uh 23 minutes for Wenberg tonight, RJ. Putting in some work there.
1: That's gotta be a season high for him, right? I wonder when the last time he's played that much is.
0: It's been a while. It's really been a while for him. But what did you think of the line shakeup from Hackstall switching up Berkey and Bjorkstrand tonight?
1: I mean, you know, I was a fan of it this morning when we talked about it on the podcast. I liked it. I, I liked the results. I think it kind of got, you know, both guys going a little bit. Man, Berkey, he, he has to score at some point, right? Actually, quote of the, quote of the post game from Dave Haxtall. He said, he, he said, I was talking to Berkey like 10 minutes ago, and you know, he said, you know, we got to, at practice on Tuesday, got to bring out a whole bucket of fried chicken to get him going, get him off the schneid. Yeah, If you get that reference, like for those who get that reference, I had to look yeah. it up, but Dylan, have you seen major league?
0: A lo- it's been a while.
1: Yeah. Player in major league, Pedro Serrano. They, he wants a live chicken, but yes. instead they get him a bucket of KFC to, to try and get him off the culture, and give him some extra power for the game. So I guess that's the strategy with Perky.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just saying like, this is just, I think the Kraken just have this thing about them where every year, one guy is just going to be cursed. Don Skoy, yep. York strand, burakovsky that's it
1: and speaking of that curse too i mean did you see him kind of hobbling off the ice after that overtime shift did they show it
0: uh we i didn't see it on the broadcast but uh, maddie in chat talked about that
1: okay and I, I did tweet a video of it as well he was slow to get up and it looked like groin ish you know he wasn't really moving his legs quite right he kind of hopped over the bench real slow and he looked to be in some discomfort Haxall was asked about out out of the game but he said i don't have anything to tell you on that of course so, yeah. I mean, if he was just talking to Berkey 10 minutes ago and he was making a joke about it, then that tells me maybe it's not too bad, but who knows? Who knows yeah. that, that injury history?
0: Yeah, the other thing was apparently he stayed on the bench when the team celebrated on the ice. The You know, everybody went on the ice to celebrate. He stayed on the bench. Yeah. So, ugh, not great. Could he have two curses in one year? Like the injury curse and, you know, can't score curse? That's a lot. That's I'm a sh- lot on I'm sure guy. he could. It's so a lot on one guy, um, Paul. I think the Winter Classic shutout and the Bruins win at TD Garden were an emotional load on Joey as joyous as those events are. There's an emotional tax in those experiences, on those experiences that must be paid. Uh, I agree with you, Paul. Like those do take a lot out of guys. We've seen that in the right. past, um, and he's done a lot of media too.
1: Like he's just nonstop, yeah, kind of you know, success. Got people asking to talk yep. to him. Success. People asking to talk to him. It he is a lot for a player. No.
0: Yeah, he never says no, either. Like, he he talks to everybody. Um, Let's see. Uh, Light, it's so funny to think on Steve Dangle's podcast, they said, get Joey Decord a a backup because Gru sucks, given how the games since Gru got back have gone, LMAO. And they said that today. Oh, that's great. Love it. Um, timing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Light, I think for all the frustration I had over the EBS call, I feel like there was at least a, a hook that went uncalled in overtime. I mean, what did you think of that that whole situation at the end there, RJ? That kind of phantom call. phantom. Yeah, trip.
1: well, I mean, it, I could see it coming from a mile away because, look, that was the first call all game that had gone Boston's way. I mean, the, the Kraken mm-hmm. had benefited from a lot of calls, some of them very soft that first penalty call where you know the the kind of yeah. hookup on yamamoto's hands that might be the softest penalty call i've seen all season and so boston and then you yeah, have the disallowed goal i figured the complaining would add up at some point uh and you know and there it was you, know, you get a soft call in their favor but it was you know one of of many you know many that went against them i guess
0: yeah it's just under five minutes like i feel like that's when you do well, go i was
1: thinking it. too and i even said to the people next to me, like because we were, we were all saying, okay, Boston has to get a power play at some point, right? The refs are going to do this. And then at a certain point, I said, well, we're kind of getting into swallow the whistles territory. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought we were close. Actually, that was right before Bjorkstrand scored. I was inter- interrupted by the Bjorkstrand goal when I said that. So around that time, I was thinking, you know, the whistles were going to go away, but not quite.
0: How inconsiderate of him to just cut you off like that. Uh, Such a rude guy, Bjorkstrand. Yeah, yeah. Let him have it next practice. Um, Olivia, I know Geeky isn't a Kraken anymore, but oh my God, his jaw looks like there's a baseball in his mouth after that puck to the face. I'm sure that that must have hurt. It looked like it hurt.
1: Yeah, it really did. Caught him on the side of the face there. I will say I did see him in the the hallway afterward, and he was just chatting with people. It didn't seem too hurt or or too beat up, but... uh, Glad he was able to do that. Glad it wasn't bad. And you know, um also on the uh, on the what would be go ahead goal, right? From yes. Geeky, Grubauer didn't know that was him. After yeah. the game, he was asked, like, you know, it looked like Geeky, you know, thought he thought he'd scored on you. And he said, Oh, that was Geeks. <laughs> he didn't know.
0: <laughs> oh man, so so good there. Um I'm gonna ask the question, I don't know if it's been asked yet. Um, favorite goal.
1: Favorite goal. Oh man, there were some good ones. I gotta go with the Bjork Strand goal. How do you tip a puck when you are mid-jump off of just a full-speed clapper from Will Borgen? I don't know how you do that. That was that's kind of thing only. Yeah, the maestro. That was a very maestro play of him. But, you know, that's Pavelski level tip right there.
0: I got to go against you. I got to go with the Vince Dunn goal uh, just because like the f- the full sequence, everybody on chat already heard me talk about it, but you get the good face off win. Berkey, he's already just made a fantastic play and kind of got robbed of an opportunity. You see him walk it to the slot. You think he's going to take a shot there, but he sees Vince Dunn step up, tease it up, beautifully for vince dunn and then yanni gord after winning the faceoff just goes net front sees it all happening and developing goes in for the moving screen like that was just a total team effort goal and i just love to see it it's yeah, something we yanni haven't seen too ass-
1: much of i'm glad yanni got an assist on that one because oftentimes with the screen you don't get the assist but he gets the assist for the faceoff when there, much deserved
0: yeah, uh, Rebecca, I wouldn't say the Minnesota game was uh, much of a one off, but it does seem like we just match up terribly against them. We do match up poorly against Minnesota for sure. We talked about the big physical defensemen and stuff they had, but there was still a lot of um, kind of just the focus stuff that the Kraken had in the Vancouver game they had tonight, but they just didn't seem to have in that game. So I think it's a bit of both.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um mean, really, it's, it just is so much of it. And you look at the two times they really lost focus in this one tonight, just leaving Pasternak unguarded, and and he'll
0: make you pay. Yep. Uh, Gabrielle, what do you think uh, the takeaways are for Hack and all the scouts in the building based on the performance tonight for potential trades or contracts? It's an interesting question. It's a good question.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, for Hack, as far as, like, potential trades, he's not thinking that way at all, of course. Um, As far as the scouts in the building, I mean, if you're not convinced already, you'd want to try and trade for Jordan Everly. I like, I know that one, you know, that goal was a little fluky. He he put himself there though. Right. He put himself in the right spot and it just feels like everything's going his way right now. Um, so, you know, you you take the full body of work of like what, 20 something points to 20 something games. And you're even more convinced, you know, everything's just going his way also to be able to settle that puck down too, because it wasn't bouncing Mm -hmm. right into the net. So, um, As for other guys, I mean, heck, Wenberg playing 23 minutes, you know, you look at that, you see what a guy like that can do for you Mm -hmm. as your third-line center, maybe in the playoffs, right? Maybe not playing that much, but he can excel in a lower role. I mean, the guys had good auditions, if that's what you're looking at it as.
0: Yeah, and there was, I mean, this was the most amount of scouts, right? Like, this had more than the Vancouver game?
1: Yes, yeah, this even had more than the Vancouver game. Hardly any scouts for the Minnesota game, funnily enough. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I guess with the scouts, they just play well.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, let's see Uh light when he has had 23 31 of time on ice twice before this season, once against Arizona and once against Detroit. So does happen occasionally. It's so usually I got to imagine when he has to step up on special teams, both ways. Um, that's how you really, you know, add up the points there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you watched him, you're just looking at a guy, you're like, this guy can help us in all three zones can play both special teams. It's that's just valuable. Like that's just something you want to anybody. Yeah. Um, Stratic. I think the Kraken need to play at a 0.66 points percentage uh, through the remainder of the season to get to 92 points. Everybody kind of looking at what the projections are, what points we need to get to Daniel uh, playing 625 gets us to 91. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, it's not impossible, but the Kraken, they need to play like this night in, night out. I liked kind of the, the desire to win in this one though, RJ, that's been a big thing that I've talked about. It just looked like the Kraken, they survived kind of those two rough patches that they had about a 10 minute stretch at the beginning of the game, the last 10 minutes of the second period. And then they just said in the third period, we want to win.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they just came out in the third period. Of what I think they've got the first nine shots on goal in the third. That is exactly how you want to come out in a close hockey game, kind of thing they haven't done enough this season. You know, they have the worst record in the league when trailing after two periods. And, you know, a lot of it's because they didn't always come out like that. But that's how you get yourselves back into a hockey game. I mean, they just would not be denied. And it's great to see them rewarded for it, too, because, you know, this game, it came down to a shootout. That's basically a coin flip, right? You never know how that's going to go. And you'd hate to see that kind of effort result in a loss
0: yeah no it would be it would be tough uh julia is asking rj how can you tell which scouts are there do they sit with the media
1: uh they have a seating chart so for the media for the scouts for everybody they put up a seating chart before every game to let you know where you're supposed to sit where everybody is and so of course you look at the names on there that are scouts and there's kind of all sitting together in a little section and it says who they're with and it's just the team listed so you can see the scouts from which teams and their names
0: yeah, and then they, they sit with the media in the sense that they're up on the press bridge, but they don't like sit them next to the media. There's usually a decent amount of empty seats between you guys and the yep. scouts. <laughs> yep, that's how it works. Yes. Um. Let's see. Uh, Sam, no disrespect to Dangle, but he obviously has an East Coast bias. Yeah, you could say that. Uh. Until Steve Dangle podcast realized that the Kraken were for real last year, they only talked about the Shane Wright situation until December. Uh, Julia, I'll throw in some disrespect for Dangle. <laughs> there you go Love it.
1: i mean you know his his living ha- depends on having an east coast bias so
0: yeah i was gonna say to be fair i mean if you're going to have a bias towards like you know even one particular market you probably chose the right one from, from a yeah. financial aspect um uh yeah uh, uh, yeah, with the updated standing, Stratic's uh got him at six forty five to get to ninety two points. So again, it's it's not unheard of for a team over twenty games to play, you know, six fifty hockey.
1: Yeah. And you know, that that line just moves with where the other teams are doing as well. I mean, the Kraken don't exist in a bubble there. That if, if the other teams falter, that could be a low line
0: too. Mm-hmm. Uh, good question here from via regarding the three games. Wenberg had over 23 minutes asking were they all overtime games and light confirming they were all overtime games. So that, that will certainly overtime help pad it. Yeah, that'll certainly help pad it for sure. Um, Daniel Kraken have 24 games left to break into that. Uh, if you break that into three, eight game segments, they need to win five of eight games in those segments. Okay, so that sounds doable. That sounds that sounds even more doable than just thinking about the winning percentage they need down the stretch. Like that's certainly something you can do. If you think every eight games you can afford to lose three of them, that yeah, yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's doable though. Yeah, no, it's it's totally doable. And and the more the kings lose RJ, the the more doable it gets too, because then it it puts this a second wildcard spot, you know, kind of into contention. Potentially. Yeah, yeah i think that that helps out a lot as well um gonna do you know ask ask some people for some comments there i'm at the bottom um but uh, i'm gonna scroll back up see you know if there's stuff i missed i'm sure there is uh we had a lot of people in here RJ, still 129 people in here thanks for staying awesome. up Love everybody almost it. 11 o'clock on the west coast here for us um i mean any other big like takeaways from talking and chatting with you know whether hackstall or the players tonight rj
1: Right. I mean, again, I think the guys they know that they can play this way. Like when you know, Axel got a lot of questions to the effect of, you know, how nice is it to know that you can play with, you know, play with these teams that are the top of the league and you can compete with them? How much confidence does that give you? And he's like, look, this doesn't tell us anything we don't already know. Like we we've known for a while that we can do this. This is kind of how we should be and how we should play. And and that's kind of the attitude from everybody and you know, echoed from the players as well. Um, let's see. I mean, from Grubauer, you know, the the talk about the the um the disallowed goal and everything you know Mm. but aside from not knowing it was geeky um you know he said that he just felt like he didn't you know he felt the puck on the first one couldn't really you know feel it on the second one and basically didn't have the chance to make the save on the second one and then uh, he said although you know this day and age you never know which way Mm -hmm. that call is going to go with goal interference but and he gave a little smile like but uh, i think it was a good call from toronto yeah
0: yeah oh man i love grew when and he when he does that stuff what did you think about that by the way like like what were your thoughts as you were watching replays of it
1: right in the moment i just thought 50 50 i had no idea which way it was gonna go you know maybe 55 45 that it would get disallowed but i, I could not tell you i, I had no confident, you know uh, guess as to which way it would go
0: I was going to say, for me, I probably had the most confidence that I've had in a while on one of those. Granted, I like really? really just go like, oh, I have no idea. But I think a lot of that was bolstered, and I'll say it for the third time tonight. JT and Nick uh, on the call on, on Root Sports, I thought they brought up a really good point of... If if it was just momentum carries that puck in and stuff off of the initial shot attempt from Geeky, that call stands. But the, it's the fact that it he makes he's able to make a second attempt at it and make second contact with it after he's taken out Gru, without being pushed in or anything. Right, that means you know if he's able to get a second chance, but Gru's not able to get a second chance at it, then that means it's got to be goaltender interference. And, yeah, I thought and that's that, in that line that makes with sense. what
1: Hackstall. That's in line with what Hackstall said as well. I mean, he broke it down pretty well. He said that, you know, Grubauer had the chance to make the first save, and he did make the first save. Yep. He did not have a chance to make the second save, and that's what made him really confident. And he said, too, there's less than 10 minutes to go in that game. You know, we're not going to take what we feel is a big risk at that point, because, mm-hmm. of course, you're risking going shorthanded. And yeah. so, you know, that tells me that he felt pretty confident
0: yes definitely coop i would have paid to listen to jack edwards call on that last phantom trip by eberly Lowell. he probably said ebbs chopped the guy's leg off and it was an easy call
1: That's yeah and i'm sure that you've that been
0: worked been... up quite a bit from the rest of the game too yeah, that would have been something. I, I really think so. Um, let's see. Kraken winning their season series uh, definitively against both Boston and Vancouver and also getting three points from Tampa inaugural year fans would call you crazy if you told them this back then.
1: So true.
0: <laughs> it's Yes, no, totally different. And the Kraken passed the season point total from year one tonight, RJ. So they were nice. definitively better than year one.
1: Oh yeah. Plenty of games to go. I know there was some unfortunate year one comparisons earlier this season. I think we can confirm it is not year one.
0: Yes, definitely. And then uh, some similar sentiments here. First one from Habak. I genuinely hope this is a confidence grower and Jenna, I hope the guys feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I think this one is a good one for that RJ. I think this combined with the Vancouver game is there's a signal to them that what they're like working on what they're working towards right now is the right direction and that they are playing well and that they're coming together we had people talking about the you know the conversations that the defensemen kind of had the the private meetings that they had earthquake there going on yeah no they're just uh cleaning mm-hmm. the,
1: okay. the little table uh, that everything yeah. is set
0: on yeah. yeah yeah um so you know just the fact that i i really do think that they're they're feeling like it's all coming together here for them
1: yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at, too, with that third period effort. It's just I'm really glad that it was rewarded because mm-hmm. it very easily could have not been. This was such a close game because Boston's such a good team. Hopefully they they take the right message from this and they do feel happy about it. The guys certainly seemed happy about it in the room. Um, it was it was cool um, seeing everyone just had cleared out except for the guys we were talking to. And then Kyler Yamamoto, who was just sitting there in his stall, kind of taking it all in for a second with the Davy Jones hat above mm-hmm. him. And then the three scratches came over and were chatting with him too. It was Belmar, Evans, and Cartier all talking with him and kind of congratulating him on the game that he had. So I think that's the sign of a good tight knit team when the guys, especially Cartier too, who are you know maybe out of the lineup because of this guy, want to congratulate mm-hmm. him on his good performance, chat with him after the game, and just generally
0: feel good for him. Yeah, no, that is good stuff. So Dunner's reaction to hearing Yammo's compliment was pretty funny. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I think they showed that on the
1: broadcast. Um. Yeah, so Piper, right after the game, uh, asked Yamamoto about Dunn, and he said, I think he's got the best shot I've ever seen. And then so then she asked Dunn about that. You know, you know, Yamamoto said, you got the best shot. Uh, he, yeah. but he said, you have the best shot he's ever seen. And um, the, the reaction, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. This has happened to be two post games. I was going to say, dead dead air, no! Okay, here we go. No, he credited the guys in front of the net. He basically said, like, look, of all these shots that I've taken recently and scored, like, there's probably, like, you know, one out of ten or so that the goalie could actually see. And, you know, that tells you what the players in front are doing. So, he's like, the goalie can't even see these
0: shots. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, that is is good stuff. That is really good stuff. Um, It's been good stuff all the way around. I think we'll go ahead and call it here. Coming up on the hour, Mark. Still 136 people in here. Thank you all so much. Thanks to everybody who donated super chats tonight. We really, really appreciate that. Thanks, of course, to Flatstick Pub for sponsoring this post game live, as well as all of the post game lives this season. Really appreciate that. RJ, two win, two points, two points, two points. They're there. They're back. Love it.
1: Yep, two very valuable points, and you know the chance to get two more in a couple days, and. Just feels better than after the Minnesota game. If they can just string one more good win together against the team they should beat. Yes. I almost have more confidence against the good teams than the bad teams. You know, if they can just beat a not that great Pittsburgh team, I'll feel so much better about all of this.
0: All right. Cool it, Mr. Jinx. Okay, cool it. A little bit. Here. I'm not saying they can
1: I'm just saying if they can do it, I will feel good.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and end the stream it for everybody before RJ says any more. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. We will see you after that Penguins game on Thursday.